In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to St. John's on this glorious Easter Sunday. This morning, once again, we walk with Mary Magdalene to the tomb. And once again, we find that tomb empty. And yet our emptiness doesn't really last for long because once again, the risen Christ stands there, shining before us. And it can be easy for us to keep hearing about the resurrection, the risen Christ, as a thing, some far off object. But I challenge each of us this Easter morning to focus less on the what of God and to focus more on the who. Sure, we have doctrine and catechism and creeds, but none of those really matter if we forget the answer to the who question that undergirds everything. In the garden this morning, the risen Christ asks Mary Magdalene this who question. Whom are you looking for? And at first, Mary answers with a what response. She's wondering what happened to the body of Christ. But when Jesus says her name, she recognizes him for who he is. He's still Jesus. And yet he's more somehow as if the power of the resurrection has made him a truer version of himself. I imagine Mary launching herself into his arms and their embrace lingering because she thought she had lost him. She had lost him, and yet here he is. Now, you can try embracing a what, but only a who will embrace you back. And Jesus, the risen Christ, is the answer to this who question that our faith asks. Now, throughout the last two chapters of the gospel according to John, Jesus appears to his friends five times. And in each encounter, something could keep the disciples from recognizing the risen Christ in their midst. But somehow his presence breaks through all of those barriers the same barriers that often stand in our own ways and keep us from embracing Jesus maybe in our own lives. I'd venture to guess we've all known each of these barriers, but today, on this Feast of the Resurrection, Jesus gives us the opportunity to answer his question in a new way and to break through those barriers once again. And so, sisters and brothers, whom are you looking for? The second half of our gospel reading this morning begins with tears. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. Her sorrow could be a barrier keeping her from seeing the risen Christ. Indeed, when she sees him, she thinks he's the gardener, and she even accuses him of stealing the body. She's hurting. Not even this vision of angels can ease her pain. In moments of sorrow, 
The risen, the risen Christ asks us, whom are you looking for? Now, responding with his name won't necessarily make those sorrows go away, but it will help us to notice his presence in our lives, suffering with us, and offering us strong arms to carry our burdens when they become too heavy to carry alone. Later that evening, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. The disciples had hidden themselves away because they were afraid they might be the next ones on the cross. And this fear is so palpable that it hangs in the room like a fog, silencing all attempts at conversation and isolating each person in their own dark thoughts. But a locked door and fog of fear cannot stop the risen Christ from appearing in their midst. And he dispels their terror with a word of peace. In moments of fear, the risen Christ asks us, whom are you looking for? And as we breathe out his name, we breathe in his peace, the peace that passes all understanding. The next week, Thomas is with them, and he wasn't in the house the last time, so he still hasn't seen the risen Christ. I need to see him and touch him to know that you are telling the truth, he says to his friends. And his doubt is understandable. How could he possibly believe this story so incredible without some shred of proof? And yet when the risen Christ stands before him, he falls to his knees and utters the most profound declaration of faith in the whole gospel. My Lord and my God, all without ever touching Jesus. In moments of doubt, the risen Christ asks us, whom are you looking for? And in those moments, even the smallest, most doubtful voice we can muster is enough when we say, I'm looking for you, Lord. Sometime later, seven of Jesus' friends are out on the Sea of Tiberias fishing, or trying to fish, because they're out all night and they catch nothing. You can imagine their frustration mounting as the morning sun starts to brighten the clouds. And then someone on the beach calls to them and tells them to cast their net just one more time. And this time, the bulging net is so full they can't even haul it in. In moments of frustration, the risen Christ asks us, whom are you looking for? And saying his name helps us reorient ourselves to what matters and to let go of our own frustration long enough just to try again. But this time, knowing that God's abundance and grace are more powerful than any amount of self-defeat or scarcity. And once on that beach with that fish grilling away on a charcoal fire, the risen Christ takes Peter aside. He knows Peter feels ashamed for the way he acted on that terrifying night when Jesus was arrested. 
Three times Peter denied knowing Jesus. So three times Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? And with each affirmation, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus replaces Peter's shame with a new sense of worth. And with this new sense of worth comes a new mission. Feed my sheep. In moments of shame, the risen Christ asks us, whom are you looking for? Shame has a way of making us feel unworthy to say his name. And so he asks us again and again and again until we know that his concern for us makes us worthy to respond, I'm looking for you, Lord. And for him to say, you have found me. And no amount of shame will ever make you unworthy of my love. Sorrow, fear, doubt, frustration, shame. These are just a few of the barriers that can keep us from being aware of the risen Christ already in our lives. But in each case, Jesus doesn't let those barriers keep him from coming near, embracing us, and never letting us go. Never letting anyone go. This is the power of the resurrection. That barrier is temporary, but the embrace is eternal. The who, at the center of our faith, outlives and outshines all of the what that we can clutter our lives with. And so when you leave this building today, go out into that world with Jesus' question to Mary on your lips. Whom are you looking for? Today, tomorrow, every day, and on to eternity, make this your answer. You, Lord, I'm looking for you. And hear the risen Christ say to your soul, you have found me, and you have been found. <laughs>